Hey queens, hey bitches. It's the most wonderful time. Come on, take it away, bitch. Is it, is it, <laughs> technical difficulties. <laughs> there goes our equipment. Have you drank your drink? Okay, right? no. So, anywho, sorry about that. We are here, we are queer, we're in New York celebrating Christmas, so we are recording with some shit-ass equipment. We are not editing. This is going to be a hot shit mess, and you're going to live and eat it up, motherfuckers. It's the most. Wonderful time. Stop shaking the motherfucking table. Well, bitch, I've literally. Got, I've got the spirit of festivities in me. And I Girl, don't that spirit needs to climb out of your ass and go somewhere else. <laughs> I'm just rocking back and forth. Girl. I love Christmas. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the You Don't Love Me podcast. Christmas. Shitacular. Yes! <laughs> Merry Queermas, everyone. Um, yeah, we're just in New York having a great time. And we couldn't leave you guys without hearing our voices because that's all what Christmas is about. Some Christmas love. We thought we'd make a quick sort of 15-20 minute session and um, talk some shit. And we hope you are all following us on Instagram at you don't love me underscore podcast. That is you don't love me underscore podcast to see what we're up to in New York. We're having a lot of fun out here. It's getting very, very gay. Mm. Of course, and we said looks and turning it and slaying it, bitches, and it's Christmas time. Here comes Christmas time, so get excited. We're gonna have to pay for this if you don't cut it off. So Christmas, so you know what? Let's just get to it. Um, Christmas can be really fucking difficult for the queers and the gays and everyone LGBTQ+. Um, The reasons being because you've come out and your family might not accept you or you haven't quite come out yet and you're still going home to visit and it's a really hostile space. Mm. So first thing, check on your queer friends. That used to be my name in prison, you know. Oh, okay. Hostile hostile space. So what advice would you (laughs) give to people in these kind of situations? Uh, well, uh, <coughs> sorry, I just want to comment on what you're saying. Um, yeah, absolutely, it is a really, really difficult time for queer people, especially those who are not accepted by their families or are having to go back to a hostile environment. Mm-hmm. And I think this year what I've realised is that when I had to do that, I was not alone. And of course, it wasn't just, it wasn't Christmas. I came from an orthodox Muslim family. We didn't celebrate Christmas, but it was the same for me during Eid. And it wasn't mm. great, you know? So... What I want to say is, you are not alone. It is an incredibly lonely time for you guys. Today is a difficult day, but you have got through it. You will get through it. And this, you know, the emotion and the feeling that you have, really uh, take stock of it and find a way of getting out of it. And one of the ways that you can get out of it is by creating your own family and recognising the fact that this, uh, although it's a difficult time, it is an opportunity for you to do something. Yes, I second that motion, bitches. Can the flat say amen? Oh, amen, hello! <laughs> Can the non-religious dominated denomination building say amen? Oh, <laughs> well, I, I completely agree with that. And yeah. like, the last few years, last year in this shit, we've come to New York and... Um, it's us two, we are family. Mm. And next year we do plan to make a big massive queer New York getaway. Mm. You know who you are if you're listening. And if you are listening, come to New York for next Christmas and we'll all hook up and meet up and it'll be fucking sickening. Because what what I've seen out there is 
You've got people that live at home that are in hostile environments and they can't escape that. But you've also got these people that don't live at home anymore with their family and they choose to go back and be in them hostile environments. Yes. And obviously, you know, this might be me controversial, it might be controversial me saying, but I question why, why, would, why, why do you think people put themselves back in that position of they've already moved out mm. and it's Christmas, but they've decided to go back home even though they know they're going to get drama or like shit or any shade for being gay. Why do you think people do that to themselves? I think controversial. Uh, it's quite a heavy loaded question. Mm-hmm. I think there's multiple facets yeah. to it. I think the first is that it's obligation. Mm-hmm. It is your family. They have been the hand that have fed you. It is supposed to be the foundation, you, you, the source and the reference for love. So you just naturally feel that that is where you should go back. Um, and it is a family time. That is how it, 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 it's presented, you know, within the commercial space as well. Uh, when you see adverts, it's all about families coming together, forgiving each other, blah, blah, blah. And so you just feel obliged to go back to that in the hope that something may change or something may be different. Um, so I think that's the first. The second is the fear of being lonely during the holiday period. I, I've had it when I've been on my own during Eid for, you know being who I am, so to speak. Not necessarily sexuality, but, you know, something similar. And um, it's difficult, and it takes a lot of balls to say... And, in fact, one of my friends has done that this year. It takes a lot of balls to make that conscious decision to say, you know what, seeing my family is going to take it out of me during this holiday period because we don't see eye to eye, so I am not going to see them this Mm. holiday period. And it is difficult, but it pays dividends in the long run because you know that it's going to help you have peace of mind. Uh, But, you know, it's something that's easier said than done. Definitely. Because for a lot of people, it's not a case of, oh, well, I'm not going to celebrate my... Uh, I'm not going to celebrate Christmas with my family. I'm going to cho- uh, celebrate it with my chosen family because a lot of people don't necessarily have a chosen mm. family or their chosen family go and see their own families, yes. you know? So yes. it's, it's really, really difficult. You and I are in a unique situation where we are away from our biological families. Well, we don't have a place there for Christmas anyway. <laughs> we don't have a place there for Christmas, but we have each other. Yes. Yeah. And that doesn't happen often. Yeah, we're lucky. As, as often as we'd like it to be. No, but I, like I say, I think we are very lucky we have each other to spend Christmas with. But we are, uh, especially moving forward next year, I want to, I really want to extend that invite out to our chosen family and mm. anyone else that wants to get on board. Mm. Because if you don't have a place at Christmas, bitch, You've got a place with us. Yeah. And I really, truly mean that. Mm. You always have a place with us in New York. You've got a year to get it going. Yeah. And I'm just trying to make this big merry meet-up, aren't I? Yeah, you really <laughs> want to do it, don't well, you? Well, I, I, I see what you mean. It's, it's a difficult, you know, conundrum where, like, you know, it's what you're used to as well, going back to your family and having that time. But then do you, do you be alone or do you find some happiness with your family in, in you know, small spaces? Yeah. It's, it's, it's really difficult. But there was a, a tweet that I, I really liked mm-hmm. from our friend Vineet. If you don't know Vineet, we recorded with him, you know, a while back for the Bisexual yeah, Pride him. episode. He's at is Nintendo Mad 888 I haven't asked him, but I'm hoping he doesn't mind me sharing his tweet. Mm. He said, make sure you are spending this Christmas with those you love and you love who love you wholly and completely. You have no obligation to be with family this time or any other time of the year. Mm. And I really like that because you, you are not obliged no. to spend time with anyone toxic. Fuck blood, I don't give a shit about blood. Mm. You know, you create family in any way you can. But then going back to your point, some people are alone, aren't they? Mm. Completely. So what mm. do you do? 
God, it's difficult. I've really it gone is, into there, haven't I? It is. No, absolutely. And there is that element of sort of Stockholm syndrome mm. because you're going to a place that's, that there is familiarity and there is a, an element of safety there as well because it's familiar. And you just end up going in that space. And if it's a toxic space, then you really have to break that cycle of abuse. And I know it sounds really dramatic for Christmas Day, but that <laughs> is exactly what it is. Sometimes you just got to recognise it for what it is. And once you break that cycle, who knows, that might even pave the way for you to uh, realign and readjust your relationships with those people and those uh, relationships that became toxic. If you break that Mm. cycle and if you send out a strong message, that person might turn around and say, actually, do you know what? I got it wrong with you and I'm willing to make this work. And that does happen for people as well. There are many success stories of South Asians, uh, people of colour or even, you know, Caucasians, any race, gender who have come out to their families and it has not been great, but then they've taken a stance to pursue their own happiness and peace of mind. And then the other people, you know, in their lives who were toxic have taken stock of that and said, oh, actually, I don't want you out of my life and I recognise what I did to you was wrong and I'm going to change my ways mm. and just accept you. Do you know what I mean? I do, so I do, I do know what you possible. mean. And I also think, you know, if you do have any LGBTQ plus friends or... If you are LGBTQ plus yourself or and you have a family, if you have any friends that you think could be lonely at Christmas or anything, next year, you know what? Send an invite their way. Mm. Invite them to your house. Invite them into your di- to your dinner. Open your doors and your arms for them. Get them fucking loaded with invites that they have to pick yeah. and they are stuck and they're struggling. Send them some love. It, I from, from experience, it pays so much, doesn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. so important. And they might not want to see you, but who knows? But you know what? It can mean a lot just inviting them. Yeah. I, I truly believe all the, over the holiday season, no one should be alone. Yeah. It's not right. No, absolutely. And you, you know what? It's It's been a journey for me. And yeah. It has taken time. I've always loved the Christmas time because yeah. I like things right down to the surface. Yeah. And Christmas is just so in your fucking face. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, Come on, commercialism. Oh my God. I love commercialism. <laughs> Um, but I love the lights and the smells and the fake smiles and the presents <laughs> and the giving and the politics and the food. I love it all. And because I wasn't raised with it, I I look at Christmas from the viewpoint of a tourist. Yeah. So I don't, I, I you know, I don't know what it's about. I don't see this. I mean, okay, I went to a Church of England school. I. I've been a reindeer in the nativity play. Yes, Rudolph. <laughs> there was no reindeers in the nativity play, <laughs> but I was a fucking reindeer and I slayed that. <laughs> Oh, um, slay, slay. Oh, getting punny up in here. But, um, yeah, so I I love it for what it is. And I'm so glad that I'm able to celebrate it the way I want to with you. Before, I I used to work 24-7 during this time because I was working in retail. So Christmas was that one day that I would shut off and I would go for a walk and I'd spend time with myself. But I always wanted to do something for Christmas because we'd wake up on Christmas Day and we'd all be happy, but we knew that we weren't allowed to be because it was mm. a non-Muslim uh, yeah. uh, day. I mean, these days things have changed so of course. much. And Everyone there's so, celebrates. There's so many families who are Muslim that celebrate Christmas because it's a commercial holiday. Work. That wasn't the case in my family. And then, you know, my dad would make it a point to go to the mosque and, you know, we'd watch a few films, uh, Christmas films, and then my mum would be like, mm, stop watching it now kind of thing. And it'd just be this massive grey cloud over it over the whole day Mm. and then my parents would make it a point to say oh look it's so depressing outside because it's non-muslim day and look how bad it is for them and stuff and I was like I I never got it I was like 
it's so quiet outside because people are tucked away and spending time with, with their, their family, loved ones yeah. and their families. Like, I, I don't see it that Eating way. Eating the mince pies. And cut to me now making my own family and working hard to make my friends my own family and obviously our relationship. And now we're in New York and we're living our truth and celebrating it the way we want. And, you know, it just goes to show that, yeah, it's not easy. I've had my battles with finances and X, Y, Z, but... You know, now I'm fortunate enough to be able to spend Christmas in this way and, and, and that's great. And it's, material things aside, it's more the mental strength that you have to overcome mm. and have in order to do so. Um, but what about you? What was Christmas like growing up for you? Um, I don't remember it that much, actually. I think Christmas was sort of non-existent initially. Mm. So growing up, it was just sort of another day you see your friends. You, you feel the excitement. Yeah. But it's all like, yeah, okay, cool. Another day, watching Christmas films at home. Yeah. It was just basically some weeks off school, Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. And as we got older, we used to have, my mum used to make like a Christmas dinner, halal version. Oh. So I roast and, you know, stuff like that. And we used to just have a Christmas dinner. And that was it, really. Aww. Like there was nothing um, Christmassy. Nothing beyond that. But I used to go out on Christmas Eve, didn't I, with my friends and get pissed and get really pissed, yeah, <laughs> off my face. So then you know I was hungover every day anyway because <laughs> because there was no point in me being awake the next day. Yeah. Till later, like there, there was nothing to wake up to. Yeah. And you know, it, and that, that's difficult in itself. You seeing your friends celebrate and everything. But now, I think especially you know since we've been together, we've we've made a point of it. We we make a point to try to go away. Yeah. You know, a few years ago we didn't. We still had a great Christmas. We had some friends around, mm. which is really lovely. And the last few years we've been away together in New York. You know, nothing can be um, ice skating at Rockefeller on Christmas morning. Being mm. up that crisp, cold feeling and seeing so many amazing people, normal people mm. that are just normal living their life. I'm not using the word open-minded anymore, bitches. Yeah. Just to let y'all know, you're either close-minded or you ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, only oh, no, you are shit. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like open-minded. Everyone should be open-minded. Therefore, that term's cancelled now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Either you're normal or you're close-minded. Yeah, literally. What? Yeah. I'm open-minded. No, shut up. And um, so, yeah, um, so now Christmas is amazing. And now I think for me, you know, with us going away, I feel really confident and comfortable where we're at. Mm. Now I feel like we can really grow our family. Yeah. And think, you know what? Next year, New York Christmas, who the fuck's coming through? You know, you raised such an interesting point because I've had such a great Christmas this, last year and this year mm. and this year again. Like last year, we were at Rockefeller Center. Yeah. We went ice skating. Met that lovely Canadian couple. Oh, yes. So nice. She was an ice skater. She was a trainer. <laughs> and I skated, skater, trainer, something. Yeah. I don't even know the term. I don't play fucking sports. And she was so nice and kind towards me. And she was like, I can help you. I was like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lost cause. But I, I, there were moments of sadness over the course of this holiday because I thought to myself, wouldn't it be great if we could share this with some of our yeah. friends? Oh, 100%. Who I know would be able to come over. And they're not having the best Christmas. Because, and they're not having the best Christmas. So I think next year, we, should, we might be able to do it. We may not be able to do it. But I would, I would, I think we should try and push to have a group of us come to Christmas. Girl, I'm starting in January, the works. Somewhere yeah. everyone's booked their flights yeah. at that time. Everyone's getting organised. I'm yeah. doing this, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, this is happening. And no. anyone listening, if you want in, DM us. Yeah, if you guys New want York, to join us. Christmas, we're there. Yeah. Or if you happen to be in New York during Christmas, we are having the biggest queerest meetup in 2020 and it's fucking happening. I am going to be snatched. I am going to be sickening. I am going to be Santa fucking Claus. Hey, how great, <laughs> how great was um, Carnegie Hall yesterday? Oh, it was everything. Do you know what? That always puts me in the Christmas spirit. It did last year and today it sent me, yesterday it sent me again. That, before, that uh, Mozart... It was a night dedicated to Mozart, wasn't mm. it? It was three, piece, three of his pieces of music. I don't even know the technical terms, but um, it was amazing. It was so good. It was everything. What pisses me off about that performance, what absolutely pisses me off, is those kids 
Right, okay, you think New York String Orchestra, you think old, stuffy, gay guys wearing tuxedos and suits. No, there are a bunch of international, talented kids who get on that stage and play cello, violin, brass, wind instruments, everything, and I'm, I'm outraged. I'm like, how can you be so young and so talented? I don't think there's a single person in the orchestra, apart from the composer, that's probably above the age of 20. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it's it? It's insane. <laughs> they are so talented. It's just very upsetting. Uh, at your age, I wasn't doing nothing. Well, I, would I, I was trying to walk. Well, <laughs> I don't know how it, what it means to be that age, because I'm only 16, so, you know. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Anywho. So you're a mess. I think there's one important point that we haven't touched upon before we wrap up, um, and that's about what Christmas means. Oh, what work. actually is Christmas? And who Speak. better to tell us that? You're a dickhead. Than the Queen. And you guys have probably heard the Queen's speech. We've got to hear. But let's hear a Queen's speech <laughs> rather than the Queen's speech. Today, my husband and I celebrated Christmas. Christmas Day marks the anniversary of the day when children pray to Yankee candles all across the country in hope for better grades and better health insurance. And when those wishes are completed, they receive presents the following day. And they consist of wine for mummy because she's slaughtered and presents that are really cheap. For example, AirPods that are spelt with two A's. As you can can tell, I am far dejected from you people and I have no fucking idea what is going on. Anyway, I'm off to marry another one of my cousins (laughs) So please enjoy this festive period. Amen. Thank you. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, wasn't that beautiful? It was stunning. And you know what? I cannot wait to catch up on the EastEnders Christmas special. I'm just hollering. To all our EastEnders fans out there. That Queen speech really touched me. Did it? I feel like she knows me and she knows her people. Sorry, I'm just getting really emotional now. Anyway, guys, we're going to stop doing that. I have no idea what this sounds like. I have no idea what's going on. But bitches... New York 2020 let's move bitches let's make it happen let's make it happen and watch out for tickets for Club Gali that are going to come out soon February 1st Saturday in London we're going to kill it we're going to slay it we're just hyped up bitches follow us at WeIDLM underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram and nudes and DM and email who the fuck knows Merry fucking Christmas bitches Merry Queermas yeah yeah guys thank you so much for your support please continue supporting us in 2020 send us love say hello if you've never said hello to us before i love talking to you guys in dms yeah or just send us a simple message that says you don't love me and we'll know exactly what it means yes you don't love me and we don't love you too (laughs) and here's the outro bye outro (laughs) you're a mess Vogue, 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 vogue. Driving home for Christmas. Okay, bitch, let's get changed now. <laughs>